Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Hi, Desi. Good afternoon. What's our top story today? Do we I even don't know. Do we even have a top story? I guess this could be our top story. This is from KTVU, and yes, this was sent to us by some listeners, and it's very important we talk about it. Man arrested for faking heart attack 20 times at restaurants to avoid paying bill. <gasps> what a king. This guy... <laughs> This is out of Spain. A 50-year-old man from Lithuania was recently arrested in Spain after allegedly faking heart attacks at several restaurants in order to avoid paying the bill, according to multiple local news reports. The man, who was identified only as Idas J, but has become known locally as Gastrojeta, has tried the scam at least 20 times over the past year at different restaurants near Alicante, according to the Spanish newspaper El País and Spanish Spain's EFE news agency. Most recently, the man ordered seafood paella mm. with two whiskeys at El Buen Comer restaurant Taperia in late September and had a bill of around $36.80. I mean, I'm going to get a bigger bill to go through all that trouble. <laughs> you think... I'm taking you, the whole fam out. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to fake a heart attack, which is like a very dramatic thing to do. Yeah. And a big production, I'm ordering more than seafood paella. 30 bucks? Like, come on. I'm going to order some Serrano ham and manchego <laughs> cheese as well. And a dessert. And a, and a Basque cheesecake. <laughs> You got to get over a hundred for this to be worth it. I'm sorry. Yeah. The man attempted to leave without paying, but restaurant staff stopped him and noted how he needed to pay the bill. The scammer became visibly upset and said he was going to get the money from his hotel room. When staff refused to let him leave without paying, the man dramatically threw himself on the ground and pretended to have a heart attack, according to the news outlet. <laughs> Why do I feel like I know exactly what he looks like? <laughs> It's George Santos. He looks like George Santos. Have you seen him? No, I'm oh, just in that's my your guess. Well, in my head, I'm just imagining it's George Santos. In my head, it's Captain Lou Albano. Oh my god! <laughs> Not fooled, the staff called the police instead of an ambulance. So this guy's acting wasn't very good at this restaurant, and the man was recognized by local authorities. They're like, "Oh, this is the restaurant scammer." This, so he was known at he, this point. He was known. The restaurants, restaurateurs said the man doesn't speak Spanish well, although he does seem to understand it. The man's image had reportedly been shared among many area restaurants to try and stop him from striking again. The Alicante National Police did not immediately respond to a request for comment, but a spokesperson told Insider that the man was indeed a repeat offender. He was arrested multiple times in the city of Alicante. The modus operandi was the same, the spokesperson told Insider. The man refused to provide an address to authorities and was taken into custody, and the case was handed over to the local judiciary, Insider reported. The police spokesperson added that they were aware of the man being sent to prison, though they didn't know for how long or if he was now free. Okay, let's see a picture of this guy. Because El Pais shared an image of him. Okay, so he has a bald head, and he's in court. We only have a profile of him. Mm. He kind of, from profile, he looks like Matt Pinfield. But I'm sure he doesn't look like that straight on. Oh. 
He's younger than I thought, too. Yeah. He does look annoying. Well, <laughs> we only see him from the side. But he's just kind of like, his. he just kind of looks... He should have practiced his faking a heart attack skills. This is... I'm embarrassed for him. I mean, yeah. Because you don't want to think that someone's faking a heart attack. But you got to imagine if he's really bad at it, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And like cringe. <laughs> also, taking this to... Like, he didn't think this through. Because best case scenario, they believe he's having a heart attack. And then you have to spend the next several hours like getting treated and taken to the hospital by the like the EMTs come. You what get if taken. they put those things on you? Like that could be bad. Oh, they put the paddles. Oh, the paddles. You'll be like, wait, 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 no, wait. No, wait. No, I'm no. just kidding. JK, JK. <laughs> that would stop my heart. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Um, it just seems like a lot of like he was he he was better off faking that there was like a piece of glass in his food. I just don't know how people do this kind of scam. It's a lot of confidence. It's just too, I could never, because the minute you get busted, it's like not worth it. It's humiliating. (laughs) It's totally humiliating. (laughs) Um, Anyway, this is from UPI. Pole dancing skeletons raise controversy in Utah. Mm. Do you remember that story we did a few years ago about the man whose Easter decorations made the town really upset? Yeah, I feel like we've had a few decor, like holiday decor upheat, like, you know, people in trouble for that. Yeah. The Easter guy had these sexy mannequins wearing lingerie and Easter bunny ears, like bunny ears. Uh And they were like going on a sexy egg hunt. Like it was like this sexy tableau in his (laughs) yard. And it was really um, cute. In my opinion, uh-huh. but people were really upset about it. Well, what's that guy's MO? <laughs> what's he doing here? <laughs> I don't That's know what, what I want to know. I don't know what his problem was. I'm not saying he was a good person. I'm saying that I thought his tableau looked cool. Yeah. Like I thought it was like a store window, maybe. It could be like a for cool a lingerie store. shop. Yeah, it it was. You know what it looked like? It looked like the window front of trashy lingerie during Easter. Right. I'm just. I wonder. I can't remember, but it's like that guy clearly doesn't have kids. He's just do, doing something. No, but I do remember we both liked his setup. He did. Yeah. Anyway, this person, this man, got in trouble for setting up. Stripper skeletons. Mm. Look, they're. It's not like they're. They're skeletons. They're not showing any um, breasts. And I feel like Halloween, you can get away with this kind of thing more than Easter. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. A Utah man's pole dancing skeleton display ran afoul of local authorities for using a street sign. So this guy (laughs) took a street sign (laughs) for the pole. So that was his first mistake. Since it's public property, he probably couldn't really defend himself, right? Why didn't he go to Home Depot and get like a large pole? Just put a fucking pole in your yard. It's really easy to find a pole. So he got, first he got in trouble for that. Um, Christopher Fuji Shin put up a Halloween display next to the road outside his Grantsville home a few days ago featuring a purple-wigged skeleton doing a pole dance (laughs) on a road sign (laughs) while other skeletons watched and offered money. So he had, like, these other skeletons surrounding this stripper skeleton. Like, they were a bunch of dudes. Making it rain. Like, yeah, take (laughs) it off, bitch. City officials said in a Facebook post that the display violated city code by using the street sign for its dancing pole. The post, which has since been deleted, said the owner of the decorations had until 9 p.m. to take them down or he would, they would be confiscated. So Fujishin moved the skeletons to his yard, and local residents who saw the city's viral post started coming by to add their own decorations to the display, oh. which now includes lights and music. Okay. So this guy... He had the support of the town. This guy had some local people adding to this little art installation, which I think is cool. We look forward to keeping this going and getting it a little more elaborate as we go. He admitted the display is maybe a little risque for some people, but it's all in the name of fun. 
the homeowner brushed aside criticism that the skeleton pole dance is inappropriate for children. If you, he said, he said, if your if your kids understand what that is, maybe the problem's not the skeleton dancing on the pole. Maybe it's something else. Wow, wow, dude. Let me see. I'm I'm trying to fast forward. It's like this news report. Oh God, hold on. They should always put a still image. They never. I hate when it's like. Backlash he received was caught on camera. A neighbor who kept coming over to cut it down. Maybe a little risque for some people, but it's I just in you know all in the name the of fun. Then the oh, city posted the display to its Facebook page. Does he have no? His lawn is dirt. I'm sorry, that's not the. I was just confused. Um, is it like a new development or something? I don't know what this. Guy okay, is. I don't know. Um, Did you see this? I skeleton? didn't see it because the video wasn't moving. Great. So my um, phone wasn't working. I guess not. I thought it was moved, but then it nothing happened and I didn't see the display. Um, like I said, I feel like this is, I think Halloween you can get away with more as far as risque uh, displays. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Um, I would love to be with this guy when he came up with this idea, which well. I'm sure involved alcohol. <laughs> There's, I mean, there's just people who have to um, it one looks, up themselves every year, I think. Well, this guy's idea is not even original because I'm looking at news stories from past Halloweens, like this Texas woman. This is a headline from the Daily Mail, but it, I did see it in other sources. It says, woman refuses to remove pole dancing skeletons and strip club Halloween decorations from her Texas yard after homeowners association says they are offensively positioned. Oh, I mean, that's another thing when you're in a fucking homeowner's situation, you probably have more rules to follow. Look at this stripper skeleton. She is fierce. (laughs) I mean, the funny thing is you really can't even tell because the leg just looks like the pole almost. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's a skeleton. Yeah, it's not showing any body parts. It's not like offensive at all because it doesn't have any boobs. <laughs> like, it's just it's bones. bones. Like it's just bones. Like you have to look at it for a second to go, oh, our legs up there. You know, like I don't know. I just don't. Maybe think- maybe we're wrong, but I think I think it's funny. Here's the oh, God. Why is everything a fucking video with this? Here's the here's a. Still image. Okay. This guy, okay. So this guy we just did the story about in Utah, his display, he could have put a lot more effort into this, his original display. It's kind of janky looking. Wait. Oh, this is the stripper? Okay. I mean, this is this is what I'm talking about, the dirt yard. <laughs> well, Sorry. his yard is kind of That's why I could, up. you could barely see it though, because the yard and the skeletons are like the same color. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when the image is like barely you can see it. This doesn't look offensive to me at all. It's only offensive because it's actually kind of lame. Yeah, he didn't do as good of a job as the woman. The in woman's Texas. is way better. Hers is cooler looking. This guy is this is very slapdash. He didn't have anyone who's good at decor help. Well, hers him. is actually pole dancing. This just looks like the skeleton got tied to the stop sign with a skirt on or something, right? I don't know. Like hers is like well now this looks like a strip. He he is like he's he's trying. He's to fix trying it. a little hard, but it's still oh. ugly looking because it looks like she's kind of holding it. I don't know. It's it's not really evoking stripping for me. It's not sexy. No, I think they should leave him alone. Tell him to work on his yard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dirt pile. <laughs> I think the Texas woman did such a better job because she added like some ambiance, some lights. She actually glued dollar bills down to the platform. Like she made a little stage for the skeletons. Right. That just, looks good. That looks better because it looks like they're stripping. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The other one looks like they're holding a pole up. So I think this guy... He he should look at this woman's display. He should really step his pussy up. I think so. But it's funny that he thought he could get away with that in Utah. Right. I mean, that's probably where you're not going to get away with it. <laughs> yeah, wrong state. Our next story is from CNN. EasyJet flight canceled because of defecation incident. Ugh, I saw An- this. Another defecation incident. Mm. People are shitting on planes. 
It's crazy. <laughs> An EasyJet flight was canceled and its passengers made to disembark after somebody on board the aircraft apparently defecated on the airplane bathroom floor. I mean, look, if you're flying on EasyJet... <laughs> what is EasyJet? I don't know, but it sounds very discount. I'm just saying, you might expect some things like this to go down. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've been trying to buy plane tickets to Philadelphia. Don't go on EasyJet. No, I I think EasyJet's like an overseas company, but I keep getting like, hey, do you want to fly Spirit? No, I don't want to fly Spirit. I'm just going to say right now, I've seen enough. I have seen enough about Spirit Airlines. I will never fly Spirit. Is that just like a discount airline that always has horrible things happen? It's... (laughs) It's so discount. Look, air travel, especially in economy, is demoralizing as it is on non-discount airlines. Yeah. But Spirit, every single photo I've seen from a Spirit airline flight, every single story I've heard sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. That to me, it's not worth the discount. Yeah, I've I've never flown on Spirit. Uh and I always feel like I get cheap flights, so I don't know how much cheaper it is. Well, I they're mean, a lot cheaper. Really? Yeah. I mean, some of my flights seem so, so cheap. How could it be cheaper? I guess it depends where you're going. I mean, Southwest is always pretty cheap. You fly Southwest a lot. I do because it goes places I want to go, and they're easy. They have a million flights a day out of Burbank, well, so it's very easy. Guess what? Doesn't fly to Burbank. Spirit. No, I meant, no, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say there are no nonstop flights to Philadelphia from Burbank. Really? None. Oh my God. And I, like, I always have to fly LAX and there obviously can't fly Southwest, which is inexpensive. Um, that sucks. I heard that Ryanair is like the UK's Spirit Airlines. Oh, I was going to say, I'm not flying Ryanair. <laughs> I don't know who Ryan is. Who's Ryan? No one knows and no one wants to know. I don't want to do anything that's just named after a guy. Like, I'm not <laughs> drinking Josh wine. I'm not- <laughs> Even though I've heard it's good, there's something really like, you're just going to name it a guy's name? Why? Yeah, that is a really good point. <laughs> it's just like a weird choice. There are some things that are just named like a man's first name. I mean, I'm sure it's like, that's my dad or something sort of sweet, but it just sounds weird to me. The first name is weird. The last name, why does the last name make more sense? Like if it's someone's last name. I think it's just certain names like Josh. (laughs) That's just so weird for me for a wine. Like maybe if it was like, Joshua, you know, Marcel or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, That's just like frat boy to me. I totally, Yeah. I totally forgot that there's a wine called Josh. And I've actually heard it's not a bad wine, but there's something still sus about it to me. I mean, I'd drink it if it was put in front of me, but I don't know. You're not flying Ryanair. You're not drinking Josh wine. I'm not taking the Justin train. <laughs> Whatever. Is there a Justin no, train? No, no. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, no, stop, please. So EasyJet is presumably another discount airline. It sounds very discount. This flight on Sunday evening from the Spanish island of Tenafrite to London, Gatwick, Gatwick has already been had already been delayed by several hours. So this is a nightmare flight to begin with. Yeah. These delays sound horrible. And I'm like scared. This is before the shit though. I know. They sound horrible, period, when these people are stuck on an aer- airplane for like two hours on the runway or That's something. That's happened to me before. I would lose it. I was like, get me off this airplane. And of course, they don't let you off the airplane. Why? Why don't they? I don't know. It's so weird to me. Aaron Gedhu, a passenger on board, told CNN Travel the flight had already run into trouble pre-departure when the scheduled plane was switched out for a smaller aircraft meaning some customers were turned away at boarding. Oh, my God. That is unacceptable. But they probably were happy. Well, that's true (laughs) in in hindsight. But can you imagine 
if you're at the gate, you're getting ready to board and they make an announcement, they're like, we're going to take a smaller plane. So some of you guys are out. Sorry. Sorry. Should add a luck. How furious would you be? <laughs> I'd be like, fucking easy. <laughs> I knew I should have just spent a hundred dollars more. <laughs> I'd be pissed at myself. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Those who made it on board two hours after the scheduled departure then had to wait on the ground for more than an hour while bags were offloaded because of the aircraft being overweight. Oh, my God. (laughs) I would literally book a new flight at this point. Yeah. As the delay extended, the atmosphere on the packed flight was characterized by suspense and anger, Gedu said. Suspense? (laughs) He said there was... He said there was an air of suspense on the flight. Quote, easy jet planes, as they are, just aren't very comfortable. It's just a basic seat with okay-ish leg room. So everyone was just a bit tense, he said. I do not want suspense on my flight. (laughs) It's like the last thing I I want. (laughs) No air of suspense, please. Then the pilot finally gave the all clear, and then he said that it would be about 20 minutes until departure, recalled Gedu. And that's when the incident happened with the defecation. So this is a protest shit, <laughs> right? Maybe it is. I didn't think about that. Gedu said that he was seated in the middle of the aircraft, but Ugh. saw two passengers visit the front airplane bathroom. Then word spread that someone had defecated on the bathroom floor. An unpleasant smell followed. I like that he's just watching this go down, (laughs) our little eyewitness. I love this eyewitness. He's like us. He'd be getting all the tea. Yeah. And being like, I'm going to talk to the news outlets. I know exactly what happened. Okay. So I'm sitting in the middle of the plane, (laughs) watching everything. Everyone was being polite to each other. There was no fighting amongst the passengers. Mm. It. Oh, he, Gedu thought that the incident was an accident. Why? He said, <laughs> you think it's a protest. Well, because two people went into the bathroom. Where's the, um, I got a shit right now. Like, right. You well, went in there and was one on the toilet and one was like, I'll just go on the floor. Like what <laughs> happened? <laughs> it was just a very uncomfortable experience. Obviously the plane was in an unsanitary state so they had to get external cleaners out from the airport to clean it so that's when the stairs reconnected and the cleaners came on to deep clean the flooring did he say it was those two no he just alludes to it he says we saw two people go up to the bathroom i would have been like i would have told on them would you (laughs) i really would would you have interrogated them would you i would have been like they shit they're the shitters (laughs) According to Gedu, the pa- passengers remained in their seats during the cleaning process. After, can you imagine? Can you imagine you've been sitting on the tarmac for two hours, and the pilot, how is this not your final straw? The pilot makes an announcement. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to. We're gonna, See, normally I'm not a narc. The the cleaning crew is going to come on and uh, clean up a shit. They had to be like, apparently someone has defecated (laughs) in the lavatory. Like, they would have used some official language. (laughs) We appreciate your patience for flying EasyJet. (laughs) Thank you for flying EasyJet. Sit back, relax. (laughs) Our cleaning crew (laughs) will take care of this in no time. We'll have some in-flight beverages and refreshments coming by soon. (laughs) Wine and beer can we purchase? (laughs) Afterward, the captain of the aircraft told the plane's occupants that they would have to disembark in an unannounced, in an announcement captured on video by another passenger, (laughs) Kitty Streak. (gasps) What a great name. Damn. This lady's name is Kitty Streak. Jealous. Who shared the video on Twitter. We love her. Um, let's check out this video. So this woman on Twitter, she posted about this incident. She said, real good of EasyJet to delay the flight 3.5 hours with zero communication, then decide to cancel it altogether because someone took a shit on the toilet floor. Quite literally couldn't make this shit up. And her video basically, look, this plane looks cramped. This, It's... The baby crying is 
really illustrates the tension. Can you describe what's happening in this video? Everyone's looking forward. It's incredibly tight. One woman stands up and pull her shorts up right from the camera. <laughs> She's up and out. She's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> There's so many people and it's so crowded. These these seats don't even look like airline seats. They're like camping chairs. <laughs> This, this, <laughs> I, I don't know why the woman pulling her shorts up is so, I just, cause I, she's just innocently standing up, not realizing someone's filming. Also, I just, she's just the first one out of her seat. I just relate to this woman where she's just like, oh, I'm out of here. She I'm fucking, immediately, I'm done. You don't have to tell her twice. So this woman, Kitty, told CNN Travel, it was very frustrating. We obviously can't prove whether the person simply had an accident or if they had done this out of anger for the delayed flight. But it was hard not to be angry either way, as nobody wants to be stranded in another country. It was about 30 minutes before passengers deplaned, according to Gadu. He said he was put up in a hotel overnight, around 45 minutes away from the airport. Before boarding... A specifically scheduled rescue flight the following day. Wait, where are they again? They're in Spain. Oh, Spain. Okay. Or off the coast. They're on like a Spanish island. Okay. EasyJet confirmed the initial delays on flight Easy 8054 on October 15th occurred dur- due to safety reasons. <laughs> safety reasons. <laughs> Some bags were offloaded to be carried on the next available flight for safety reasons due to the aircraft being overweight. The flight was subsequently delayed overnight due to the aircraft requiring additional (laughs) cleaning. We provided hotel accommodation for all customers. However, as there was a limited nearby hotel availability in the area, we also advised any customers who booked their own that they will be reimbursed. It's always the worst when they're like, we can give you a voucher or a rebate. Ugh, what a nightmare. This is awful. That, I hope that person whose shit is happy. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. These are so frustrating uh, when you don't have any explanation. Like, at least we got an explanation for the diarrhea. We got, yeah. We you know find, what I mean? But I would like someone to do an investigation into this as well, because I feel like the diarrhea plane, that the story didn't come out like about what had happened until like, a week or two later. So maybe we'll get an update about this. I hope so. Because we need an update. Because it does seem like it could have been a protest shit. But it only hurt everyone else. <sighs> I mean, you know. it sounds like they would have had to deplane anyway because the plane was overweight because they fucked up. That plane had bad vibes. They all should have deplaned regardless of the shit. Because by that point, it was like a bad vibe flight. I mean, I get some people have to take these cheaper flights, um, but I'd rather not go anywhere. I just think... (laughs) I can't deal with these situations anymore. I completely empathize with needing a cheaper flight, but but these people who need to take cheaper flights because air air travel is so expensive, they get totally taken advantage of by these airlines who treat them like cattle. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And you're completely demoralized flying on this plane. There should be a basic standard even for the discounted airlines. Absolutely. Like, it's crazy. This, seeing this image, this video image of this packed flight made me feel like I was about to break out in hives. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things I just have to spend the money on because I'm too borderline claustrophobic. I need some space. And all airlines, it's too tight, like in all my opinion. Because um, I don't typically fly first class or business class or anything like that. But like, yeah, the airlines need help. They, they, they really suck ass. suck ass. Air travel is such a horrible experience. Something needs to be done. Yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. But I would I would for once in my life, just a sidebar, I would love to fly United Arab Emirates. Oh. Wait, Emirates. I don't know. The Emirates airline? That is know. like the gold standard of luxury oh. air travel. Even the coach seats are good. Oh. But where does it fly everywhere? It's international. Okay. It's expensive though. Yeah. That's the problem. Who has $11,000 to spend on an airline ticket? No. 
I mean, that's where I don't want to spend money. I want to save it for food. I want to <laughs> save it for food and for when I get there. Yeah. Even, I don't even like spending a ton of money on a hotel. Right. Like I want a good hotel, but uh, I don't, I'm not spending a thousand dollars a night. Like, no, I'm not going to be in the room. No. So yeah. Anyway, that's our news stories. We'll be right back. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Desi, did you listen to anything excellent this week? No, I didn't. I didn't listen to anything excellent. You, you didn't pump up the jams at the gym? Oh, I don't know. Not really. We, I did mention to you <laughs> that I listened to the latest episode of Swindled and was laughing so hard at the gym that I was literally sputtering laughing out loud. Yeah. Because the episode is um, about Vicki Morgan. We did an episode on her, right? We did do an episode. That was a good episode. Yeah. So he's doing an episode on her. And I spoke about to Rachel about this. He's very like... Not too dirty, but he like went off on Nancy Reagan. <laughs> he and I was literally doing the um hip that hip thing, that hip machine where you're like thrusting. Yeah. And I was like mid-thrust when he said that about dirty old dicks or something. <laughs> and I laughed out loud. Yeah. Mid hip thrust. There was like all these guys around me. <laughs> and I had to stop because I was laughing so hard and I had to play it again. I was like, did he just say that? Yeah. And it was so fucking funny for some reason to me I just I rarely laugh out loud like that right (laughs) listening to something um and I couldn't control myself no I listened to it also it was very shocking because he is definitely a funny guy but he's he says that he's completely like dry that's how you know he was like felt feeling it he has a, a true hatred he 
went off on Nancy Reagan. It was so funny. I've just never heard him get sexual like that before. I think that's what it was because I was like, ooh, he called her throat goat. But when he was like, well, they all have to suck those dirty old <laughs> It was like, just the, came out of nowhere. Yeah. I just burst out laughing. Yeah, he was like, it wouldn't be the first time someone in Hollywood had to suck a dirty old dick. <laughs> but with it's but funny. with less emotion than that. No, it was but completely with, dry out of nowhere and I just lost it. Uh, and then I think there's like another thing he said about Reagan wiping his mouth. <laughs> it was just out of pocket for him, so it was very funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that episode I thought was entertaining. So funny. Um, okay, so you want to talk about my injury? Yes. So Desi, during the break, she's like, what happened to your arm? And then I said, well, we'll talk about that in the food section. I know it's a burn. I knew it was a burn, and what, I know exactly. Okay, what do you think happened? I think the edge of the um, shelf in the oven hit your arm. Close. <laughs> Or is Close. it the edge it, of a cookie sheet? Yes. <laughs> it was the, it was the, I've had that mark. Okay. Yeah. We've all I've had this mark before too. Yeah. This is a very common baking injury. Yes. At least for me. <laughs> I've had one on my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> That's really embarrassing. You, put, you hold yeah. it up to your yeah. you know, you pull it out and hit your stomach when you're pulling it out. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. I love that. Um no, this is on my bicep. And like my inner, yeah, my that's my bicep. I guess. <laughs> I was pulling the cookie sheet out and it bumped my arm. And now I have a big line, a big burn line on my arm. Yeah. And I'm trying to think how you pulled it. I don't even remember. You must have hit it with, pulled it out with one hand and hit it or something, right? I don't know. I yeah. was probably listening to a podcast and I was... Being sloppy. Being sloppy because I was baking cookies late at night. Yeah, and you've done it a million times, so you're not that careful anymore. No. Yeah. And I burnt my arm, and I was like, and I just knew immediately, like, that's going to leave a mark. Well, it doesn't, it's always like a little pink, and then all of a sudden it's a huge fucking gashy scab. <laughs> it escalates so fast. It's, yeah, currently it's like peeling and disgusting. And it's, it's like tough. It's like a rougher skin, right? It's so gross. No. I had a Band-Aid on it all day yesterday. Ugh. It's so gross. I'm so fucking mad at burns hurt. Yeah, I have I have a lot of cooking injuries. Mm. Um, so so I made cookies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess we'll just talk about the cookies. Yes, I made some Halloween. Remember how I said I was going to make Halloween I cookies, do. and that they were going to be kind of avant garde because I'm not good at decorating cookies. Yeah. Well, they were delicious. That's what that's what matters. Yeah. Because you know what, I'm just going to say. Just to make myself feel better. Yes. You can be excellent at decorating cookies. And I've bought cookies or I've seen cookies in stores before where they're expertly decorated and they have all the piping and it's very detailed and you eat it and you're like, that's not even a good cookie. Because they're usually um, stale. They're always stale. Because it takes you a long time to decorate them, I think. So they do it in advance, days in advance. I like it fresh. Well, these cookies would probably still taste good three days later because they were a good recipe. I'm saying I don't think the recipe, I think they're not caring as much about the recipe on those cookies. Mm, I, I mean, I have a lot of problem with decorated sugar cookies in stores. I do think they're not fresh. And I do feel like the ratio of frosting to cookie is not right. There's too much of the icing, which I don't really like. I, and like, I, a sm- I like a small layer. And they're always a little too thick. The cookie? The cookie's a little thick. I like a thinner cookie. I like a I like a perfect sized. I don't like it thick, but I don't like it too thin. I well, do think a thicker cookie is good because then you don't have that ratio problem where the icing is too overwhelming, but um, not as thick as they have them. Those cookies are massive. They weigh like 10 pounds sometimes. They're dry. They're really dry. And I just, I do think, I'm not saying a cookie shouldn't last a few days because it should. But I think those are really old. Like, I think their days wait, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they're decorating all of those, then they're putting them in the store. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, my cookie recipe, which is actually my mom's cookie recipe, they are buttery, they are crispy, they're the perfect width, and they taste great. Yeah. I like my sugar cookie recipe too. 
It's like, like a, a very buttery sugar cookie. Yes. Um, I'm going to actually, I saw a really cute um, decorating recipe. I have to do a bake sale again Sunday for Santidor. The, the, the cat rescue. The cat rescue. So I'm going to do some fall slash Halloween themed treats and I'm going to try some new techniques out. One of them, I saw a really cute um, ghost cookie. You use a big heart cookie mm. cutter and then you cut them in half and twist the little point out and it looks like a cute little sperm ghost. Oh. And then you just decorate it with white frosting and two little black eyes. So you make little sperms. They're really cute though, decorated. And then I'm going to try to do, so I wanted to do a chocolate, chocolate, like a devil's food type cupcake. And I'm going to make a sponge sugar spider web to put (gasps) on top and get a little sugar spider to put in the web. Isn't that going to be cute? I love sponge sugar. I have to figure out how to do it. So you've never done it? I haven't done it like how I want to do it now. I've done like a more... um, I guess it wasn't really spun, but it was like where you make the glassy kind of things. Right. We're talking about the fine strands. The fine strands. I have not done it before. So I figured the cupcakes will be good regardless. Yeah. Um, and and then I'm just going to make like a pumpkin cupcake because those are always good. Well, I didn't do icing on my cookies. I just decorated them with sprinkles and then baked them. Yeah. Uh, so and they you, taste delicious. Because the cookies, I'm telling you, the cookies stand up on their own. They're very good cookies. I agree. That's always my issue with sugar cookies when the the cookies should be good regardless. Yes. yes. Um, I do like decorating them, but I'm very picky <laughs> about I, the, I, I'm I, I'm so picky about like the flavor of the cookie. Uh and like I said, I don't like too much frosting. I like a very light design. Yes. Uh, uh, on that. Uh, that that thick and hard frosting, it's like inedible. I did find a recipe for a soft uh, royal icing that I really like. Ooh. It's a little, it's like, it's the kind where it has the crackle of sugar, like you yeah. break in to the sugar layer. It's yeah. like hard, but then it's kind of soft underneath. Does it have butter in it? It's it's royal icing. That's no butter. It's just powdered sugar. I know, but how does it, how is it soft? What makes it soft? I can't remember. Like what else is in it? What the addition is. It's not butter though, I don't think. Because I found a... Frost, cookie frosting recipe that's kind of buttercreamish that looked really good. I mean, I've seen buttercream. That doesn't ever really. It get doesn't harden. It doesn't harden it's at all. It's not piping. It's for spreading. Yes, it's for spreading. But so I, I almost wanted to make that. I wasn't. I, I, I was making these cookies way too late at night to get into a whole like icing piping. No, you just wanted to eat some. I just wanted cookies. Um, did you make sponge sugar? Before? I've never made it, but visually it's one of my favorite things to see on desserts. It's so pretty, right? It's so pretty. I love a croque embouche. How do you say it? Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know how to say it. (laughs) It's very French. With that spun sugar cage almost all over it. It's so pretty. I was trying to see if I could find that soft frosting, but I'll um, update you guys later. Because it, it was really good, actually, at the time I tried it. Um, so I'm excited to try the sponge sugar little nest. Because oh. it's um, basically you heat the sugar water you know, substance, get a fork, and then you drizzle it all over like a raised ramekin or whatever. And then you once it cools down a bit, you immediately gather it and squish it into like a little bit of a nest. Right. Like a circle. So it's one of those things where you look at the instructions and you watch the video and you're like, this is so easy, no. but I know when I do it, it's going to be a disaster. You know what? You're going to get injured doing this too. I'll you're going to get with, some burns. I'll come in with little lines all over my hands. I just know, I just know myself and I know that my hands would be burnt to a crisp after doing this. Right. Because you're going to be like, I have to grab it now. And yeah. it's still, fuck, I, believe me, I've made candy and burnt myself because I'll like t- taste it. Yeah. I'm like, it's 300 <laughs> like degrees. So I got to taste it. <laughs> uh, no. Also, I know I would be like flicking strands of hot sugar all over myself when I'm doing the little fork thing. 
I mean, the video looks so easy. Look, it always does. <laughs> Why does it always look so easy? It looks so easy to do when they just casually drape these beautiful strands all over the place. Well, I'm going to try it out. I'll post some pictures on the Discord. Um, if you guys have tips and you're in Discord, let me know. I bet Zach has made spun sugar. Oh, yeah. He's probably done it like a hundred times. He's probably an expert. He's made that thing, the croak. The croak and bush. <laughs> croak and bush. Croak and, um, <laughs> he probably even knows how to say it. Yeah. Because he's Canadian. He's, he's from, uh, where is he from? Toronto? Yeah. They're I better think. at French in Canada. Um, and he does a lot of French cooking. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited though. I'm going to try new things this holiday season. That's the goal. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, well, I have a ton of cookie dough in my freezer now. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I only made a very tiny batch just because I was craving cookies. We should take the cookie decorating class. It's really fun. They'll probably have some in December. Yeah. You should so just do it. If you want to come over one night and make a bunch of cookies and decorate them, okay. I have a ton of cookie dough in my freezer. It's good. I The recipe, I put vanilla extract and almond extract. That's my recipe too. It's got to be that way. It's got to be. I'll never not do no almond extract again. It adds such, it just makes it perfect. Yes. No, I'm a huge fan of almond extract. It's so good. It's really good. But mix it so it's not too overpowering. But yeah, that's the sugar cookie recipe. I also have almond and vanilla. Just a little bit, not a ton. No, because you don't want them to taste like almond cookies. No. But it does something. It enhances it. Yeah. Um, What else? What else did you eat this week? Um, nothing too exciting. I did have a um, really good burger. I randomly went to go get some food late at night at Oinksters. What? It's in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a burger. They have a burger of the month. Oh. They always have a special burger. And I didn't know what to get, so I just got it. Yeah. And it was really good. It was, um, it had roasted or like caramelized onions, Gruyere, and it was on um, a pretzel bun. Ooh. And it was really, really good. I actually loved it. Um, so I think it had some kind of mustard, garlic aioli or something. I can't remember. It was it was perfectly done. It was really tasty. So I enjoyed it. Well, I had a sandwich this week, mm. two of them. I made my own hoagie this week because obviously the Phillies are playing the championship series against the Diamondbacks. I'm Mm -hmm. rooting for the Phillies. And just thinking about Philadelphia makes me want a hoagie, obviously. So I had to make my own this week. It was good. And then I went, I was texting with Desi and James and sending them pictures from the hoagie Facebook group, which I, it's like the best, it's the best corner on the internet today. It's like just brings me the most joy. And I found some posts that I wanted to talk about. I sent some posts to someone and they were like, is this tongue in cheek or is this real? I was like, honestly, I think it's tongue in cheek for some people, but it's very serious for some people. And that's why it's so funny. Okay. This fight, this fight that these guys got into was killing me. Oh yeah. Um, they were like, okay, these guys on the hoagie page underneath a picture of somebody's sandwich, they were basically like talking shit about one another's town. And this one guy, I couldn't believe he starts talking shit about Philly on a hoagie page. Wow. And then Kevin responds, oh, please enlighten us. What's come out of Bethel Park except child molesters? <laughs> Is that where Penn State is? <laughs> I have no idea. This is what I wanted to talk about. Someone started talking shit about the Pramonti brothers. <gasps> Whoa. Now, the Pramonti brothers, we have discussed before on Patreon, on a Patreon episode about someone sent us a menu. Right. We were reviewing your local menus. Please send us your local joints again. <laughs> if you're on Patreon, email into the show, send us the menu of your favorite local restaurant, and Desi and I will review it yes. and make our, um, we will judge it. Yeah. So somebody sent us the Pramonti Brothers, which is out of Pittsburgh. 
And somebody commented on somebody's sandwich. They said, are you serious bringing that dreck? I'm surprised you didn't put French fries on it like Permonti Brothers. <gasps> Whoa. And then he said, Sidney Crosby is a wuss. <gasps> and then... <laughs> I don't know if that is. He's a he's a <laughs> Philadelphia hockey player. Oh, okay. Wipe that mayo off your lip. Ooh. And then someone said, that's not mayo. <gasps> Whoa. And then the guy continues talking shit. He says, if you're a Flyers fan, I'm surprised you even bother watching hockey or whatever sport those orange hacks think they're playing. Flyers <sighs> suck and blow. <gasps> suck and blow. <laughs> And my favorite post this week from Hoagie Gurus was this very depressed man who I sent this to you. (laughs) Tell me. I can't remember. I made made myself a hoagie at 3.18 a.m. last night. Ate it sitting in bed watching reruns. It's nothing special, just something to eat. But it was delicious (laughs) nonetheless. (laughs) That is... Really sad. <laughs> and you see, and he posted a picture of him eating this hoagie that he made in bed, and there's just like this pool of pickle juice or pepperoncini <laughs> juice all over his plate. And it's, and people were trying to cheer him up, and they're like, it's a good hoagie. This is art. This is, <laughs> this okay. whole. Wait, let me see the picture again. I okay. feel like I may have missed this one because you sent a bunch of pictures. I sent so much to the group chat the other night. Oh, God. Okay, that pickle juice really is sad. Doesn't it make just elevate it to a sadness level? No, there's something about that pickle juice on the paper plate. Yeah. <laughs> we I forgot to mention that it was a paper plate. Like you know you're in a bad way when you use paper plates at home. I've been this depressed before. Right, cuz you don't want to wa- I mean, I'll usually just use a paper towel. It's not it's even, even the worse. paper plate, just the whole thing that it's 3 in the morning and he made himself this elaborate hoagie while he's watching He's binge watching TV. Yeah. I've been there. Oh, totally. I've been there many times. I, I'm not even, I'd do that when I'm not depressed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's a great point. Anyway, that that was the best of Hoagie Gurus this yeah. week. Yeah, Hoagie Gurus has it all. You got to join. Um, do we have anything else to discuss besides that? We have a very special emergency after show we're going to do after this. Yes, we do. So Desi and I are going to discuss some late breaking news. I don't know if it was late. It was breaking. It's breaking news. It's hot breaking news. It's hot breaking news on the after show, which is available at patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene at the $5 tier. That'll be after show number 82. Yeah. Subscribe and you can listen to this breaking news. Bye. Okay, bye.